Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Evolvepreneur Secret Show for Entrepreneurs, and I'm your host, Brian Silverthorne. And my mission in all these shows is to help entrepreneurs make a difference in their businesses and negotiate the sometimes stormy world of uh, startup growth or relaunch. And today we're going to dig deep with our guest and get you some of the best concepts and strategies to fast track your business. And our special guest today is Jennifer Drago. And Jennifer is uh, a helps business owners uh, and increase their profits and, and work fewer hours, which is something we can all uh, uh, benefit from. And I'm sure she can uh, explain it much better than I. So I will turn it over to her. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to be here today. Great. We're, we're happy to have you on the show. I may have uh, stumbled over your introduction there, but I'm sure you can clean it up after me. So why don't you start with a little background about you, how you, uh, how you got to where you are today? You bet. Thank you. I have um, recently left my corporate career, which spanned 30 years in strategy and in operations, predominantly in the healthcare and um, senior living world, although I did do a brief stint in grocery and logistics as well, which was so interesting. But what, uh, what I got to do in the span of my career is help to launch new businesses and service lines, help develop strategic plans that guided organizations toward big visions, and, um, and then really to help develop programs. I also got an opportunity to kind of put my money where my mouth was after I developed some plans and actually get into operations and operate those businesses and service lines. And I've actually launched three nonprofits too. So what's been amazing about that experience is kind of putting the world of strategy and operations together. And my vision for my own business, which I've been doing for about a year, is to help entrepreneurs get further faster by having a clear focus strategy and vision for their business and then helping them to develop the action plan to kind of move that forward using, again, my expertise um, that, you know, hopefully they don't have to go out and reinvent the wheel because we can see the clear path forward. Great. Thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, a number of the people I talk to, they end up in, in the positions that they're in now, uh, sometimes by accident, sometimes they get a nudge one way or the other. Uh, what was it that triggered you to get into this a year ago? <laughs> It's a great question. Well, first of all, entrepreneurship is in my blood. My parents both own their own businesses. Um, I've been an entrepreneur at different times in my career, sometimes as a side hustle and sometimes as a full-time hustle. And my husband actually also uh, was a trucking business owner. And so, I mean, I guess I was part owner of that, although he did all the work, so I can't take any credit. Um, so when I decided to leave uh, my corporate world and I happened to just be in kind of a toxic environment and it was not, you know, the organization um, had kind of um, lost the mission-based drive that I was, you know, had joined it to be part of. And so it was just a perfect opportunity for me kind of find something that filled my heart and that's helping others have impact. And again, using my skill set and my experience to be able to share that and help business owners, especially, you know, many entrepreneurs come from different industries and they may not have business um, 
background or you know education that can help them with that and so i just thought you know let me share my heart my skills and help others go further yeah you're very right a lot of people come from the corporate world or other places and become their own boss and they trade an eight hour a day job for a 16 hour a day business and and uh, and uh, either don't know that they need guidance or don't know how to get it. So, you know, what you're doing is, is very, very valuable. So um, comparing what you're doing now to the corporate world, what do you like the most about uh, this new venture? Uh, I love being able to spread my impact across many different companies and being able to help a lot of people versus just working in one company. Um, I mean, the work that I did for so many years was so fulfilling, but I really just love um, serving others and, um, and doing that in a way that just feels really good to me. Um, I do love also the opportunity to work from home. I find I'm one of those people that tends to be more productive when I work at home. And so um, I enjoy that as well. Um, enjoy kind of being able to manage my schedule as well, according to my energy. I do think that's one of the big benefits of being an entrepreneur. Yeah, that is the the, the freedom to uh, mix your business and personal life in a way that benefits both, but, but still takes care of the people that you're helping. As long uh, as you have the boundaries, right? Of right. Your, your work day and your personal life. Right, right. Yeah, I, I've been working from home for 30 plus years, except when I would go out into the world when I had to do on-site stuff with clients. So mm -hmm. it's a, it's one that I greatly prefer. So I, I understand it completely. So um, you, you say you've just been doing this for a year. So mm -hmm. maybe take a minute and describe for us what your ideal client looks like and how that ideal client finds you. Thank you for asking. Yes, my ideal client are... Um, probably newer entrepreneurs or early entrepreneurs, they're probably in their first five years of business and they, you know, have a clear idea of maybe how they want to serve, but haven't, they don't quite have their own messaging lined up yet or their own products and services really thought out uh, yet. And so that's where um, helping, I lead them through a visioning process to figure out where they'd like to see their business in three years. And when they're able to articulate that, I can then kind of pull back and say, okay, so in this next period, what we really need to focus on is step one, step two, step three, and make things more manageable and clear. I think that early entrepreneurs often suffer from overwhelm. There's so much to do and so many shiny objects and there's new content and information coming at us every day. And, and it's just hard sometimes to discern what's important versus what's not. And so kind of boiling down into an action plan that's manageable, I find tends to help those entrepreneurs really move forward with a vision that brings revenue in, right? That's so important in the early stages is figuring out that path to revenue and uh, so that they can kind of continue their growth from there. They don't have to do all the things today. It's about you know, focus and logical action. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Um, and, and how do these early entrepreneurs find you right now? I notice you've got some social media presence, but mm -hmm. is that your primary source of, of uh, access for those that want your help? Well, anybody can um, always come to my website, which is peak2profit.com. 
and we'll, we'll uh, I'm sure, spell that out at the end, or I can. Um, but I'm also on LinkedIn, and um, I have a pretty robust profile on there. And then um, also an, under my name, Jennifer Drago. And then um, LinkedIn, or excuse me, Instagram is the other big uh, place where I'm able to connect with my ideal customers. And that's under my business name, Peak to Profit. Okay. I, you know, I've talked to a number of of people that, you know, coaches and consultants and advisors that, uh, um, you know, one of the challenges is, is attracting people to, to that fits your uh, requirements and that you can help do the best that you can to help them. Um, and the uh, oftentimes the social media is nice to get your name out there and presence, but it, it doesn't lead to clients. Are these are these leading to clients for you? What's the best source of uh, incoming new business? Interestingly, it's been LinkedIn for me. And I think that's because in my corporate position, I was able to forge a number of connections. And um, I was worried that they wouldn't actually connect into this new business venture that I have. But it just turns out that through word of mouth and through, you know, folks knowing other folks that, um, I do tend to get some a lot of referrals through LinkedIn. So it is working for me, my my business coach. So I'm a business coach, but I have a business coach. And my business coach really said, you need to be, you know, really present on, with your content on LinkedIn because that's where your customers are. And I think she's right. Oh, good, good. I'm, I'm happy that that's working for you. So when you've got all these early entrepreneurs that you're helping, what's what's the best piece of advice you've ever given to one of them or more? Um, I think I'm going to say two, if it's okay. The first oh, yeah, one absolutely. is, yeah, the first thing that um, probably surprises a lot of entrepreneurs, and I've already hinted at it, is once you have a clear plan of action, you need to put the blinders on and really not, you know, make a commitment to yourself that you're not going to consume another course, another challenge, <laughs> um, more emails. You're going to really just put your blinders on and do the work. Um, because there's no magic bullet out there. I think, and again, as early entrepreneurs, we're looking for um, shiny objects and magic bullets to solve the, you know, the overwhelm that we feel and um, sometimes the, the fear of uh, failure that is inhibiting us. And we just have to get into action. And from the action, we'll learn and grow and adjust our products, et cetera. The other piece of advice that... Um, I love to talk about, and I think it's one that we don't talk about enough, is the importance of mindset as an entrepreneur. And this one kind of surprised me even as I went out on my own this time, because this time, as you mentioned, I'm trying to promote myself in an online world to many, many people that don't know me. And that can be um, sad and lonely sometimes or feel really lonely sometimes. <laughs> And so, you know, as an entrepreneur, especially one that's online, we need to really manage our mindset. We need to make sure that uh, we have we have to be our own cheerleaders. We have to, you know, make keep our commitments to ourselves. We have to be disciplined. We have to manage our, you know, any fears or limiting beliefs that come up, um, so that we can kind of work through those and continue to take action and, and reach that audience that we're trying to reach. That's excellent advice. And, and actually, it's uh, uh, very interesting that you say that because I had a guest a while back um, that talked about those two things as well, the, the importance of mindset. And then uh, uh, she 
talked about clarity, uh, commitment, and consistency, which is mm-hmm. the, pretty much the same thing you did. So mm-hmm. it's not, not like there's any secret out there. It's a matter of putting it into practice, I would guess. Right. And the other statistic that I've heard, and you know, who knows if this is exactly accurate, but I believe it largely is, is especially in the entrepreneurial space, we want, it feels so hard in those early times, in that first year or beyond when we're trying to build our business. Many, many people give up when they're at the 85% point, right? They're just about to hit the tipping point for their business and get over that hump of the mountain so that it starts to feel easy. And, you know, when you're doing the hard work for so long, you just need to keep going and it will ultimately pay dividends. Don't give up. Yeah, there's 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 books and sayings about that. Uh, you, you know, um, yeah. So uh, it, it's a matter of, if if you know you're doing the right thing, you just got to hang in there and do it, and, mm-hmm. and good things will happen. So you're you're a year into this. Um, do you uh, do you have revenue goals? Do you set revenue goals? And if so, do, do you have a revenue goal you'd like to achieve, say, in the next twelve months? That's a great question. I was just thinking about that this morning. So my revenue goal for this year was to hit um, about $100,000 in my first year. And uh, for the next year, though, I'm I'm shooting, I'm aiming higher because I hope to have um, a course in process as well. So I'll be able to offer not only one-on-one services, but I'll be able to serve people Um, by going through this course and doing group coaching as well. And so for the next, uh, for the calendar year 2023, which isn't exactly what you asked, but my revenue goal is going to be closer to 300,000. Excellent. Okay. Um, So at the moment, just a couple of questions related to that. Number one is, uh, what do you think is your biggest roadblock or challenge that might prevent you from getting there? Um, that's a good question. I think I'm my only roadblock, to be honest with you. Um, I am, so to be completely honest, when I started in as a business consultant, some of the early referrals that came to me were from people that I knew, but it was for um, project-based work or retainer-based work, right? So I have a client, generally it's an organization, and I'm either getting paid by the hour or for my time over the course of a month to do work for them. And what I really want to transition into, and I've done, um, I've had some of these clients with some great testimonials, that's what I'm promoting now, are VIP days or strategy intensives. And that's where I work with a client for the span of a morning or an afternoon, generally, it's four to six hours. And that's where we get really clear on their vision uh, narrative, where they're headed, the strategy that they need to have to move toward that vision over the next year, and then a very tactical action plan. And I can do that and just hand that over. It's kind of done in a day for anybody that really is, you know, wants to move quickly. But the the second part of that that I can offer is uh, business coaching on a biweekly basis to keep them accountable to that action plan, to provide ongoing guidance, to answer questions, and to help them through um, some of those mindset challenges that are going to creep in somewhere over the next couple of months, right? And uh, help them work through any fears or limiting beliefs. Okay. And then, and you have a, uh, a, a billing schedule for each of those services? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Yeah. All right. Good, good. 
So what do you see on the other end of the scale? What do you see as the biggest opportunities that sit in front of you right now that will help you get to that revenue goal? Yeah, one of the biggest opportunities, well, there's two that I see that are kind of right in my face right now. The first is the number of um, businesses that are out there that have been started perhaps during the pandemic, right before, right after, right? We know that there was this explosion of new businesses and many of them are not performing where they want to be from a revenue perspective. And um, which means people will be at crossroads, right? They have to make this work or they're going to have to perhaps go and find a plan B or, or move back to a, a job. And <clears throat> so I think that's an opportunity because if I can get to these folks and talk with them, I know I can get them on an action plan and on their roadmap to revenue, I like to call it. Um, the other opportunity is, you know, with the um, economy and the recession where it is right now, uh, this is an opportunity for business owners to kind of think differently about their business and really take advantage of um, opportunities, whether they be clients, client segments, new geographies, new markets, new products, or potentially even um, streamlining their own operations and their expenses so that they're healthy and can withstand the recession. So those are some of the opportunities that I think are out there for me as a business consultant. Okay, well, that's great. Well, let's let's go back on your, uh, uh, your many years of, of skill as a strategist. So what is your strategy? taking all these things into consideration, what the roadblocks are, what the opportunities are, what's your strategy to get you to where you want to go? For my business in particular? For your, for your business, yeah. yeah, to achieve your revenue goals. Yeah, well, one of the things that um, I had a realization of just in the last couple of weeks is that, and I, I've mentioned it, but it's, I think, important to note and might be um, an example for others, is that um, the the work that I enjoy doing, the work that I that lights me up is, you know, helping business owners kind of sort through all the ideas that are floating through their head and get really focused on their own strategy. What I don't enjoy doing so much is my client's work, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and I love my clients. I don't, you know, it's nothing against them, but, you know, I'm doing a feasibility analysis. I rewrote an employee handbook. I'm working on, you know, uh, recruitment and retention. Um, you know, I'm not an HR consultant, but when you're a consultant to a small business um, that's on a retainer basis, you get asked lots of questions. And of course I've been in business many years. So I think that was a huge realization to me that, you know, over time, I want to maybe um, downsize my um, project-based work and move on to really focusing around strategy and supporting these business leaders and being successful moving forward. Um, so that's really my strategic shift. And that involves a change in content and how I talk about um, the problems that my ideal client has, how I attract them to me, how I describe the services that I want, and then building out my own value ladder of services. So I've described for you the one-on-one -on -one work that I want to do. And I've described mm -hmm. a little bit about a course that I want to create. Um, and ultimately I want to have a membership program too. So in time, I'm going to build out all the pieces of that value ladder um, over the next year so that I have different offerings that can meet my ideal client wherever they are. Okay, great. Well, it sounds like you've done a little bit of thinking about it. That's for sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
So I noticed that you were under the heading of thinking. You were thinking about writing a book. Has you, have you gone beyond that stage? That's a great question. Um, yes, actually, I went to a, um, a sales retreat last week, and um, that was so inspiring to me. And one of the people that I was um, connected with there has just finished a book. And I have to tell you that she was very inspirational to me. And um, I definitely think that as I develop this course and the teachings around it, um, probably a lot of the content that I might teach in that course will be um, great for a book also. But then as I test that course and work with some, you know, through some group coaching cohorts, I think I'm going to learn a lot through that. And again, that'll help me. Uh, that will be the basis for my book. So yes, that is still a dream. But okay. that's probably, I'm, I'm guessing, two, two to three years out. Okay. At least it's, it's in the action plan in one way or another. You betcha. Yeah. So I, you've, you've given us some, uh, some great information throughout this. Uh, uh, is there any question I, shouldn't, I should have asked you and didn't? Or uh, and do you want to have some final thoughts and uh, talk to us a little bit more about your business? Well, the, you know, we talked a little bit about mindset. Um, and the other thing that I just want to remind entrepreneurs about that sometimes we forget is when we're, you know, when we have a great strategy and we have a great action plan and we have the discipline to show up every day, um, there are also some success habits that kind of go along with being a great entrepreneur. We can sometimes be working ourselves too much. 60 hours a week, working on weekends, taking time away from our families. And, you know, in the end, as an entrepreneur, your health is the health of your business. And so I really want to encourage entrepreneurs to take a look at their own, um, their own health from a physical, emotional, mental perspective and make sure it's exactly where they want to be. Um, because we have to give ourselves self-care so that we can have the business that we want. We also have to honor our boundaries with our work. And so uh, one of the things that I talk about through my content, and I actually have a freebie on my website, is around work recovery. It's really important that you shut down at the end of the day, at the end of your workday. Close your computer. Get it off your kitchen table if that's where you work. Get it out of sight and go do other things that you enjoy. Celebrate your family, your friends, your own recreational um, experiences. And all of that makes us better business owners. And sometimes in the early stage of entrepreneurship, it's hard to see that, right? We just want to work, work, work and get this thing to a point where it's bringing in revenue. Um, but we can't be productive 24-7. It's just not possible. We have to have good sleep, good nutrition. We have to move. We have to take care of ourselves. So... I like to remind entrepreneurs of that as well. And certainly when I coach them, it's one of the first things we uncover is how their personal lives are impacting their business and vice versa. And how can we bring those into alignment? Excellent advice. Yeah. You got to take some time for yourself. You, know, you, you can't keep going, working hard unless you're, you're healthy and wide awake and, and feeling good. So exercise, nutrition, rest, all that stuff plays into it. So uh, since LinkedIn is your primary source at the moment for uh, attracting people, how do people get into, find you on LinkedIn and what, what is your website? 
Yes, thank you. LinkedIn, I have uh, my personal profile, which you can search me as Jennifer with two N's, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, Drago, which is D as in dog, R-A-G-O. And you should come upon my profile. Um, I also have a page that you can like that's for the business called Peak to Profit. That's on uh, LinkedIn as well. And then my website is, just as you would guess, peakedprofit.com. That's P-E-A-K, two, T-O, profit, P-R-O-F-I-T.com. And uh, I have some great resources on there for entrepreneurs that I would invite you to take a look at and download if you think they would be helpful. It's everything from routines that set you up for success as an entrepreneur to some of the more strategic things like creating that vision narrative, creating your strategic plan. So I would love to invite your listeners to uh, take any advice or, that they can from that website. Well, thank you, Jennifer. You've been a wonderful guest. I, for one, uh, enjoyed learning about how you uh, used your experience as a, in, in strategy and operations in the corporate world and have, have reshaped it into a coaching practice that's going to help people take advantage of your experience and knowledge. And that's a, a great thing. So thank you so much again for spending time with, with me. Thank you, Brian. I really appreciate the opportunity.